podcast addresses death, difficult emotional content, and contains profanity. Listen with your own motherfucking discretion. (laughs) (laughs) Get your kids. This is Grief After Dark. How ready are you? Oh, I'm so ready. (laughs) (laughs) Hello, Dee. Hey, Mickey. (laughs) Hello, friends, family, foes. Loved ones or a body. All of the above who joined us today. (laughs) That's hilarious, foes. (laughs) You never know. You never know. You know, I done probably got one or two since the last time, but... (laughs) New foes. <laughs> some new foes. Yeah. Uh, anyway. Oh my some God. stalkers floating around out there. Hey, you know, if people are, are listening to us on this, I, I have to say, I like to be admired, you know, without like obligation to do a lot in return. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> you know, I admire I, you greatly and I don't want shit. I admire you greatly as well, but like, you know, you know what I mean? So I do. Like, I've, I've been pondering these things. So I started my little private Instagram account, the pleasure temple. And so in this little adventure, I am researching a lot of relationship models and a lot of like you know divine feminine and doing things such as so and a lot of these things are are talking about this external validation piece where it's like you shouldn't seek that but isn't that what we're all doing at all times and so I want to you know kind of touch on that just a little bit because I feel like it's it's both and we need both of those things because If I don't know if you like my love language, I can't love you properly. Right. And so, you know, it would be who all of us, all all participating parties. Right. To kind of lean into the fact that, yeah, you know what? External validation is not a bad thing. It's not a bad thing. And it's not the devil. And it's not like, oh, my God. But it's not the only type of validation. So self-validation, I think, you know, it's both and do a lot of self-validation, but also receiving that, hey, I think you're beautiful and say thank you. It's nice that you noticed my hairdo today. Thank you so much. (laughs) You know, so there's, I think there's, I don't know. What are your thoughts? (laughs) I like what you're saying a lot. And the first thing I'm thinking of is social media. Mm-hmm. I think that there's a healthy balance between self-validation and it's not, I'm not necessarily looking for validation from others. I find that mm-hmm. other people that I respect are a good touchstone for me to stay grounded in what I'm trying to do and be. So yes. if someone that I respect compliments something that I'm doing for me, it's a healthy indicator that I might be on the right track. On the flip side, if somebody I really don't like has anything at all to say, it's easy enough to throw it in the garbage. Right. But I have a hard time thinking that I could completely remove myself from society 
right. live that sweet, sweet hermit life all alone out here and always kind of feel realistically validated or good about myself. I think that, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like there's, there's definitely a, a balance and a, a line there. You know, I love my hermit life. Yep. Cheers. But also in the entertainment business for a long time. Sure. And putting on a show and, and enjoying that reciprocation that I've created this and you enjoy it. And I like to know that you enjoy it. If you don't enjoy it, let me go on and move on to something else. Yeah. Why am I doing this? <laughs> here. <laughs> yeah. And, and you don't like what's being served here. And yeah, you can go away or whatever, but it, that doesn't work so well when you live with people. So it, it like that validation of like, I, are, are my kids getting what they need? If I'm doing a lot of stuff that's useless for them, I need to know, you know, where do I need to reroute? Like, what is this? I want you to be enjoying your life here. Or even with my spouse, it's, it's such a delicate line, I think, and, and social media aside, it's in all parts of our lives. It's not just the social media part. It's not oh, that's just, just the loudest bit. The Right. It's a lot of space, you know, what everybody's using right now, but you know, over the years, like, what was it? It was magazines or whatever the fuck ever. The vehicle just looks different, I guess. And, and being able to be flexible like that, but also taking care of myself and thinking and, and knowing that, you know what, this doesn't match it. Like you, y'all don't hear me loving you. You don't feel me loving you because you're not enjoying whatever it is. And then like not taking that personally and then rerouting and like, why don't you figure out what you love and let me know and I'll make sure that's available for you. Yeah. I like that you, you kind of referred to it as like a reciprocating relationship. Mm-hmm. It is, it is give, give. I think it needs to be give, give, but yeah. you and I, before we hit record, we're talking about the importance of clear desire and expectation up front. Oh yeah. And communication. It's communicating said expectations and desires, because like Uh you said, if you don't know what I need and I, I mean, who doesn't get trapped in that at some point in their life? I 100% more than two decades ago, when Tim and I were first dating, I, I absolutely expected him to just read my fucking mind and know what I needed and wanted. Right. I didn't know what I needed and wanted half the time, but he was supposed to know and <laughs> get it done before I even know I needed it. It's just right. unfair and unrealistic. It is unfair and it is unrealistic. And this is, you know, the, the, the corners that we back ourselves into and we are expecting folks to just know, but then even when people make it their business to know is, Oh, I don't want that. Well, get specific, but when you want, when you need or whatever, something from me at all, I need you to be real specific about it. Ask for exactly what you want so that you can get exactly what you want or better. Or you give me the opportunity to say, hey, I can't give that to you. Let's find something else for you, a way for you to get what you need. Yeah. 
<laughs> validation is tricky in that because yeah. I can't actually ask you to validate me and then feel validated. It has to come sort of organically. And I think that's why people I know who chronically need validation cannot validate themselves in their own actions without other people, you know, giving them praise and and letting them know in very particular ways. Right. I think praise, though, praise for me is a whole ass other thing. Praise like, oh, you did a really beautiful job or complimenting or telling somebody exactly what they mean to you. That's what I mean, though, is like, that's what's so tricky about validation is that I don't think we all need the same thing. We don't. And it's not all umbrella under validation. That's, I think, either. So, so, you know, compliments for me is like, hey, you know, I like that shirt you're wearing or you look really nice in this and that and the other. Praise is great job, blah, blah, blah validation seems to me for me to sit in the place of you really mean a lot to me in my life. You've made an impact on who I am today. Yeah. By doing these things and you consistently show up and I appreciate that. So appreciation. So maybe not validation. Appreciation is the word I'm looking for. And people like appreciation is really an art form. (laughs) Sincere appreciation. Yeah. Yeah. Sincere appreciation. So, you know, and then validation of, hey, you're not crazy because this has been a thing. This is an experience that I've also had and you're not tripping. Yeah. That's so powerful. That's why we're here. (laughs) That's why we're here. So like, I think going through all of those different things, I think they're all lumped together in validation or whatever. And I, I, I feel like that's, that's hard because it's like, it's not necessarily validation that I'm looking for. It might be appreciation. Hey, I really love that you show up for me every single time. Like you never waver or like, you know, Hey, you do make my life a little bit easier and better in a lot of places. And it would be different without you. <laughs> like, yeah. it'd be really I, I want people to, to really kind of pay more attention when they are giving out these offhanded compliments to people. Like, tell somebody what they actually mean to you rather than like, you know, oh, I just enjoy our friendship. That's nice. That's cute. That was cute and all, but hit them with that. You know what? The way you show up for me, nobody shows up for me that way. And I really appreciate that. Specifics. Specific. Specific examples. Because that without it, otherwise it leads to resentment because like, you know, people just be showing up and showing up and showing up and showing up for folks and they never, folks never say thank you, you know, in a way that the person can hear. Yeah. And now after all that said, I'm feeling (laughs) like, (laughs) I'm feeling like compliments are nice. There's something deeper than that, that people can express for me that helps me know that like, I am showing up for them the way they need me. And all of it sort of leads to a bottom line feeling like 
I'm doing okay here. I'm doing all right. But Mm -hmm. at the end of the day, I am the only person who can validate myself. Right. But I also don't like letting folks be out in the street thinking that don't nobody love them. Yeah. Don't nobody appreciate them. They're like, you know, come on in. No, that it, it helps me validate myself. Right. Like, you know, we are social creatures by nature. We can deny this all we want to. And I love my hermit life, but I also love the people that I love deeply. And I will show up for them. Mm-hmm. I will put my hermit life down to go to some parties or go to a baseball game or to go to wherever to do. If you want me there, I'll, make, I'll try to. I'll try to get on out, put my, put my clothes on, you know, put some actual pants on, put some pants on (laughs) only if I love you. Right. Love is a state of being that's yeah. I simply love, like, I just love like that shit. Don't turn off. They don't turn off. Like if you up in my house, you fixing to be loved. (laughs) That's just how it works. I don't have the energy anymore to like turn it down, turn it off, settle it. Mm -mm. Listen, you hungry? You finna eat at my house. That's, hey, (laughs) like you want to act a fool, act a fool over there. Go do that. (laughs) That's your business. I'm not fixing to try to change you. Go do that over there though. Yeah. I do prefer to live in a space of love. It sure is fucking obvious when I'm not. Absolutely. And I got to tell you, Tim and I were trying to figure out we're both really antsy and kind of angst. And I'm on like day three or four and I'm not sure which one, but like it's several days in a row of me just feeling really like edgy. Mm-hmm. And the thing is, I can only carry so many emotions on the forefront at one time. And if antsy is taking center stage, that means the rest of the good stuff isn't. And some days definitely there's more of an effort to get those better emotions in the spotlight. (laughs) And once again, like nothing helps me do that, like connection to other people. Well, and So can I read you something? I read something like a week ago that rocked the shit out of my world. Please. Do you want to guess whose book I'm about to read from? Oh, Renee Brown, my good friend. My God, it's like you know me. (laughs) I'm still reading. (laughs) I'm still reading Atlas of the Heart. And she's talking about tranquility. Hmm which is a word that I don't think of very much. Like tranquil still makes me think of spas and like, you know, like lavender scented eye pillows. You can't be doing all day long. (laughs) Yeah. So she defines tranquility. She says the research definition is tranquility is associated with the absence of demand and no pressure to do anything. Mm. And I'm like, well, no fucking wonder this is not a word in my wheelhouse. I experience that almost never. Why? I'll tell you why. This is what I was mulling over. Because I'm like, I wrote in the book. I got my pen and I wrote 
what I seek with like an arrow. I want that. I want that feeling. And it's been almost a year since I've been in a space where I didn't feel pressure or demands. And it's the last time we went camping. We've been on vacations, but I had demands. I had places I had to be like, get on the bus and, you know, show up to the thing and whatever. And it really occurred to me that even on days off, where even my selfie Sundays, where I'm just here doing whatever I do feel like doing, and I don't do anything I don't feel like doing, I still think a lot about what I should be doing. And almost worse than that, I think about what I have to do tomorrow. You can't experience tranquility unless you are in the moment. And boy, has it pointed out how much I'm living not in the moment. The good news is when you see that I have all the tools, I know how to be in the moment, but I'm really going to have to work hard at the practice of that. It's going to take some work because I have high hopes that tranquil can be less foreign to me. Listen. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I don't have anything else to add because <laughs> like you already know what I'm going to say. <laughs> My life. Listen, tranquil? Fuck that. Like what the I don't even know what that's like anymore. I don't know what that feels like. I don't know how to summon that feeling anymore. Well, no because you can't put your yourself in a space of free of demand. Mhm. It's just necessity all of the time. All of the time. Needs and obligations all of the time. However, you do have pleasure practice hour. So I think what I'm saying is in those moments where you take 15 minutes, 20 minutes to sit and stare out the window at a pretty view or just pop the earbuds in and listen to some massage music, whatever, like unless you can get your head into the moment of just enjoying that moment, like that's where the tranquility lives. Mm-hmm. Easier said than done, right? It's much easier said than done. <laughs> I was just talking to someone about meditation. They were asking me about my meditation practice. And I was like, listen, I'm not going to tell you to quiet your mind because I don't know what that's like. Right. My mind is very rarely quiet. So like, you know, and I guess there are practices that, to teach you to just be present with whatever's going on in your mind. Don't try to stop it. Don't try to like, you know, reroute and don't quiet, quiet, quiet. Come now. I don't, who? I, mm-mm. <laughs> I have to learn to live in that chaos. I have to learn to be still and let the chaos just be the chaos and just mm-hmm. let it be there. Right. And not responding to it. So, you know, it's less of me trying to wrangle whatever is going on in my mind to make it quiet. It's like, Hey, I know you live here. Please sit down over there. You can be here. It's fine. I'm going to go sit down over there though, (laughs) or whatever. No, whatever the case may be. It's just this constant like noise and like, you need to be doing X, Y, Z. Like you are, I'm visioning, you know, 
90 million possible futures of what I could be doing or what you, the kids need to be doing or what the spouse needs to be doing or what we could be doing together, what we need to be building. You know, the list goes on and on and on. Mm-hmm. You know, the possibilities are endless in my mind. So, you know, my dreams are like this, like every, I'm awake and I'm awake. Please respect my privacy. <laughs> oh, I got shit to do. <laughs> And so I'm living a lot in my mind, but also on autopilot out in the world. And that's where the hermitism is, is for me. It's like, you know, it's hard to engage or, or to reinvest in, in life. And, and it's a question that I have to ask myself every day. And I know like that may seem excessive to some people, but like when you deal with a a severe trauma, um, the reinvestment is a really difficult part of grief. It's Mm -hmm. like, you know, but I also don't want somebody telling me every 90 seconds about how wonderful my life is, how charmed it. I know, but that doesn't cancel out anything. Nope. I know. (laughs) I am grateful. I know. Yep. You know, it's like Renee Brown or was it Megan Devine? I don't know. One of them said, it's like you can appreciate the sun, but you still put on sunscreen because you know that's just dangerous. That's right. If you get in too much of it, you you know the it, it's it's that, and so like it's that dance, it's that dichotomy of like oh, holy shit, man. And so I don't know tranquility, woo. <laughs> lofty goals. It feels like, but it is a hugely lofty goal. Mostly the second half of it that says no pressure to do anything because half of what I'm trying to learn about myself and quote fix the the changes that I'm trying to make are these like perfectionist micromanaging, like just time wasting nonsense and, and energy energetically it's, it's fucking killing me. I have to start to better get a grip on not needing to do anything about the thing. (laughs) I don't need to do something about every goddamn thing. Like some things it's okay. Just let it be. It doesn't have to be perfect. There's no such fucking thing. Let it go. It's fine. It's fine. It's fine. It's better than fine. When you can get into that, that space of being in the present and not needing to do anything. Yeah. You know what that also does? Mm. It removes my need for validation. There you go. Now we've come full circle. We have come full circle. <laughs> I know we don't usually do this in boner soaps, but Tim had a great grief after dark rapid fire, not rapid fire question. Are you ready? Yes. <laughs> There's a comet headed towards earth. That's going to completely demolish the planet. What do you name it? Hmm. What would you name it? Keanu Reeves. Mm. All right. I was going to name it after my ex, but I didn't want to give him that much power. So I said Voldemort. (laughs) Do you know what my friend said? I asked her yesterday. She called it the exterminator. (laughs) Oh my God. That's a great question. If, um, yeah. If anybody wants to let us know what they would name their (laughs) earth destruction comet, we would love to hear from you. 
And the only reason I would name it Keanu Reeves is because of our beautiful coloring book. Because of this beautiful <laughs> Color Me Keanu coloring book. You guys, I'm excited for you to see this. Oh my gosh. It's spectacular. It's spectacular. Like, good game. <laughs> good game. Well, thank you. Thank you. We're, uh, uh, we're, we're wrapping up season two. We've got a few more episodes for y'all. We already have cool stuff in the work for season three. We're going to have a, a nice little break so that I can dive all the way into work head first. Yeah. We're hoping I mean, for a really good summer. We could use it. It's going to be a fantastic summer. I'm going to dive into some real sexy stuff. Mm. And, uh, hopefully, you know, I don't know. There's, we'll just see what, where the adventure takes us. Let's. The Dark Matter Adventure. Cheers, friends. <laughs> 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 <laughs>